What's going on, Trophy Kids? It is the NFL Show. We are back. Another winning week. Thank goodness we're 25 and 20 um, in card or picks that make it onto our card. Uh, we're going through every game like we always do. It's some good stuff. We've got some good content here for you. At the end, we'll give out, I'll give out my card for the week. Um, but we're giving picks in every game. We're rolling through them. It's another great week. Let's get into it. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is October 15th. We are back to our regular schedule here on the Friday shows. How are we doing today, good sir? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Mostly because the NFL has been keeping me afloat in what has been just an absolute brutal stretch for me in college football. Pick them. Um, for our listeners who maybe dabble in one NFL show, just do the NFL show versus the college show. It has been it's been a bad product so far. My betting in uh, college, to say the least. But we're staying positive in the NFL, which is nice. It's always a, it's a good sign. Especially because we're getting to that point too in the season now, where once thank goodness we have finally reached the bye weeks because it makes prep yeah. a whole lot easier. Like I look at this, yeah. and I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do so much. And then two, we are in the point of the season though. The books are starting to adjust. The lines are getting a little harder to find on some games. We're getting to the tough part of the season now. This is when everybody's making their adjustments, and you got to kind of be on your uh, your toes here to make sure you don't you don't bet yourself into a trap because there are. Looking at the board, there's a couple games out there where I'm just like, man, this this feels like a trap this week. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the film is out on every team at this point, multiple weeks, month at this point. You know, so teams are starting to figure each other out. Um, you, a lot of times, you know, in the beginning of the NFL season, there are some some fakers and there are some some uh, believers in the, in the teams. But um, yeah, I, I agree. This board is. It's kind of tough. I don't know where I'm going to lean. Some of these might just be a, a, a little leaner that I have, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're keeping this the same strategy that's been working the last couple of weeks is what I'm going with here. It's a lot of, you know, I've watched the I've watched the games. I've looked over some numbers. I'm going mostly gut, eyeballs, you know. Crunching letting, the numbers. Yeah, not overthinking it. This is a big let's not start to overthink these things because when, we, when we're overthinking at the beginning of the season, yeah. it got a little dicey to say the least. Um, I will say to start us off, though, once again, we hate the Brits. I don't know why. For a, for a league that is trying to grow the game internationally, they just send the absolute worst product that the NFL has to offer. I know like the Jags are essentially like London's team at this point because oh, yeah. they're always over there. Um, but it is a bad matchup. Dolphins, Jags. But and I hate myself. I, I do not like this. I want to throw up with this pick I'm about to make. But man, oh man, Jags sitting at three versus the Dolphins, who are also terrible, is looking mighty fine in my eyes. How are you feeling on, on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of feeling pretty good about Jacksonville here. The, the Dolphins are they're a train wreck. And I mean, obviously, Jacksonville is as well. Um, but I, I think they're due here. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is looking a little bit better. But like you said, this game honestly sucks. This is a game that I will... You know, I'll turn it on probably, hopefully, you know, wake up, you know, just maybe in bed, maybe grab a cup of coffee. But, man, this game sucks. Um, but I'm probably going to lean Jacksonville here, but it's not bad. a good game. It's yeah. like last – like, it's one nice thing because, you know, sometimes when we have these early games, I'm like, shit, do I want to get up for this? Because we don't – I don't sleep that much during the week as it is, so I'm like, oh, I'll get a little sleep. Last week I was like, no, I'm not getting up for this. I'll get up. I'll go get a coffee, some donuts. I'll show up at halftime, watch the rest of the game. I think that's the plan of attack here. Um, but I do <laughs> I do very much like Jacksonville for this spot, and mostly because it's so we say it kind of week in and week out. Like it's so hard to go winless in the NFL. And Jacksonville, while they haven't bad, they've hung around in some games they probably shouldn't have. And this does feel like the matchup makes sense. Cause it's bad on bad. So it's like who's gonna break worse? 
And right. the Dolphins are bad, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you know, they've got a solid secondary. They're letting up, you know, they're one of the best teams when it comes to the least amount of net yards gained through the air. Like, they do a pretty solid job outside of, you know, the Bills who thrash them and, and my bucks. Um, they hang around. Trevor Lawrence is bad. Like, he's bad, bad. I, I watched that game last week. He's missing a lot of throws he should be hitting. Now, it's his rookie year. We'll kind of talk about the context of all the rookies here. They're all sort of struggling in their own strides. Like, the expectation yeah. shouldn't be there. But the one thing that gives me promise for this game is Jacksonville's realized that they have a good run game. They have an efficient run game. They have a, they have a This is a matchup where they can really kind of control the game through the run. And their defense is a little stymie here. Like they're, they're a little grimy. They can get pressure on you. Um, two is maybe going to make his return. I think I saw it. either way. The offense just stinks for the Dolphins. So it's one of those games where I think Jacksonville finally breaks through and gets their win purely because it's a matchup based thing. And the matchups I think favor Jacksonville. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Jackson will probably be able to squeak this one out. Um, they should just immediately rush Urban Meyer straight to the plane, get off the continent, and get back home. Um, but yeah, I, I do like this spot here for Jacksonville. You know, it's just not a lot of pressure. I know it's a it's a London game, or is it even in London? I don't know. Some of them have been Tottenham. I know that. Oh, um, but yeah. Whatever. It's over there. It's across the pond. <laughs> it's across the pond. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so it, there's not a lot of pressure um, just because no one really gives a shit about this game. And, you know, it's not like there's going to be a hostile environment whatsoever. Um, so I, I do like Jacksonville in this situation. Yeah. And um, I should also say this. The Dolphins offense, 34. 31st in expected points contributed by all offense. They are terrible. <laughs> um, so this is one of those things where, like, uh, in Jacksonville, while the staff is obviously new to making this travel, the organization is not, you know, this isn't super new to make this trip across the pond. I think they'll probably handle that a little bit better. Right. I, I do sort of like Jacksonville. It's I hate, the, I hate that I'm saying it. I hate that those words are coming out of my mouth. I want to revolt against it. But I look at it, and I just... I don't know. I, I think it's a problem. I like them too much to be in the spot, to be honest, but that that's where I'm rolling in this game. Um, yeah. Next game, this one, uh, this one's an interesting one. Texans Colts. It's the line set at 10. David yeah. Mills, we got proof of life on both these teams. The Colts in their Monday night game against the Ravens and the Texans, we got proof of life on David Mills as, you know, somebody with a pulse. Um, he had himself a day against the Pats. We had a 72.4 completion percentage, 312 yards, three touchdowns, a rating of 141.7. You know, the Colts looked good against the Ravens. Obviously, they lose that game, but they still looked better than they, I think, have in, in my eyes and opinion. Um, for me, it's it's tough because I just... I think I know what I'm going to get from the Colts defense. I don't know if this is a one-leak fluke with the Texans, and I don't yeah. know what I'm going to get for the Colts defense. Kind of where are you feeling on this and, and thoughts around this game? This is funny. I wish you know I had done some you know some research here, um, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wish okay. that I could um, see when was the last time two one and four teams met together and there was a ten point spread. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. I don't know if that has that ever happened. I'd love to. I should have done some research. I can't imagine. Anyways, yeah, I know that's crazy to me. And that alone, even though Indy did look really good against the Ravens, Carson Wentz. I mean, you gotta love what he did. He put him in position to win the game. Yep. Um, they should have won the game he did his um, job but yeah he totally did his job um i mean he can't help that lamar jackson will go we'll, we'll talk about lamar later he's, oh, he's coming anyways yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um but just just based off the fact these teams these are two one and four teams i cannot bet on indy to cover double digits i, I just can't do it I, it's huge i 
I'll probably stay away from the game though, because I wouldn't be shocked though if they actually did cover. Yeah. Because I think Houston sucks. Davis Mills is terrible. Um, he did show a sign of life. I was shocked that what happened with New England last week. I thought, I mean, I was, I thought they were going to win the game, um, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, but just with that that spread and just these are still at the end of the day two one and four teams. I, I mean, I got to go Houston to, to at least you know be able to cover ten. I agree. The spread's huge, and and like I said, the Colts is what's giving me. The problem because one, I don't, I believe, you know, it's kind of that theory. You're never as good as your best game, and you're never as good or as bad as your worst game. And so, right. I think, I think we saw the ceiling on David Mills just based off all the other weeks I've seen of him. So, I, I think there will be some regression there, but maybe not. Maybe he'll step in. If Tyrod Taylor's playing this game, this is like the easiest bet of your life. Um, but obviously, the number is not 10 if he's, you know, playing. Um, but w- there's just not a big sample size to be like, should trust in Mills. But on the other side of the coin, you look at the Colts, their defense is. It fluctuates. I mean, it's their fourth most in um, most yards, net yards allowed per pass. They have played the Rams, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens, so some pretty decent offenses sprinkled in there, but you also have the Dolphins and the Titans in Week 2 who kind of got the ball rolling again against an awful Week 1 that they had. Um, They're 22nd in most rushing yards allowed per attempt, but they are fifth in takeaways, but dead last in quarterback pressures per drop back. So, and their blitz rate is about 26th. And this is one of those things where if you're not manufacturing pressure, you can't really rely on the turnovers because then that number looks a little bit more fluky. Um, And you're a defense that lets up a lot of yards per attempt here. That makes it seem like that 10 number is just astronomically big. Like if the defense was a little bit firmer, I'd maybe consider the Colts. I'm staying away from the game as well. But I, I think at 10, it's just a sign of like, that number's too big for an NFL spread with what we're getting on these teams. All right, this game is a trap game. I, Or at least for me. I, I see that trap. I think I'm fast enough to get the cheese in this trap, but it's making me nervous. Packers-Bears, minus 5.5. Over-under is 44.5. I just want to say that was a great pun right there, by the way. Oh, thank you. Cheese in the trap, Packers. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I had that lined up. Thought of it last night in my bed. Wrote it down. Finally, <laughs> finally thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to do that thing where I'm in bed all night, like thinking of what I'm going to say in the podcast, and then I'm like, oh, I'll remember it tomorrow, and I Mental wake notes. up, and I'm like, yeah, those don't work. What the hell was I thinking last night? But yeah, all right, glad we picked that up. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming together on this podcast. Things are starting to roll <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, we're getting it going. Um, where are we on this line? I guess, and um, with the cheese heads here, it's. I don't like this number. It's weird for me because I, I, I'll let you make the argument first and then I'll, I'll go from there. It's a tough number just because of the fact that as much as we want to bury the Bears, the Bears have had some good wins this year. I mean, they beat the Bengals. They beat, I mean, I guess the Raiders. I don't know how good of a win the Raiders is. We'll kind of wait as the season goes on. Um, but then they've also, you know, they've laid some stinkers as well. So I, I don't really know what to make of the Bears. Matt Nagy, as long as he wants to keep his job right now, is the happiest man in the world. He's coming off back-to-back wins. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they're playing well. Um, just these games tend to be kind of close when these teams meet. Um, so I, I kind of want to take the Bears plus five and a half. I don't think they have any shot of winning this game, but this game, it's always so close. But at the same time, I just can't see the Bears actually winning but yeah i mean rogers has completely owned them i mean he has he hasn't he has been owning this team for he owns the team yeah he he has ridiculous comebacks against this team like they'll be they'll they'll be in nail biters all the time however that always tends to happen more prime time so i think i may flip-flop honestly i just flip-flop right here on the show i think i may (laughs) go packers because you know i just 
I just can't trust the Bears yet to keep up offensively with the with the pack. Um, they won last week, but Fields still didn't. I mean, they ran the ball very well, controlled yep. the ball, um, did what they had to do to win that game. But I just can't see that working against the pack. Um, so I just completely flip flopped. <laughs> I don't see the Bears keeping up with the pack. I'm going with the pack minus five and a half. That's the hard thing here for me because uh, you know we've Matt Nagy has fired himself as the OC, which you know always goes the right way when he does that. Probably a yep. sign he should probably stop taking back <laughs> OC jobs. Um, should let his OC call the offense because he's terrible at it. Um, the Bears are interesting to me because there's, from a defense perspective, you know they didn't look great to start the season. It's an aging defense, but they've taken their Musinex or Musinex Metamucil. They've firmed up a little bit and they're playing better um, on defense. The offense is a weird question because it's. It doesn't like you can't. You have to be able to take a shot to beat the Packers. Uh, like you're going to have to be able to push the ball down the field through the air. I think they're going to run a lot. Williams just made the COVID list. I saw um, on Twitter right before we hopped on to do this. So Herbert's going to get a ton of carries. Which I, when we did the breakdown, I was kind of a big Herbert. I thought that was a great draft pick. I loved him at Virginia Tech. He is highly productive. So they're going to try to run the ball here. I think, but. Fields has got to be able to take a shot. I'm honestly kind of more surprised they haven't been using Fields' legs more um, because, you know, at this point, he is not a franchise quarterback. And that's completely fine in his rookie year, two games of the campaign. That's not, I'm not saying anything crazy here. But that does mean you need to do some things that placate to his skill set and make it easy. And to their credit, they've done that the last two games. But I'd like to see some more like one read and then run with it kind of plays because I think that's a place where you can maybe take advantage of the Packers here. Here's the thing. Do you like does your brain just automatically the second Aaron Rodgers starts scrambling for extra time, just immediate like, oh, Devontae Adams just opened downfield. Yeah. Like, that was my thought all Bengals game. It. Yeah. <laughs> like every time he started to scramble, I'm like, oh great. Blown coverage somewhere down the field. Devontae Adams is just flying. Um, <laughs> so that uh, we'll talk about Zach Taylor too here in a bit because I got a bone to pick with that man, that mouth breather of a coach. Um, but <laughs> the Bears, they're interesting. I, but that and the other problem too, I I don't want to make a pick just yet. Like I am going Packers. I think what makes this number is obviously on the move. Last night when I was doing prep to kind of get it, it was at four and a half. It's up to five and a half. Hakeem Hicks is not necessarily a go. I think he's 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 trending as a go, but not officially cleared for this game. That's a huge miss for the Packers because it, or for the Bears because if they don't have him, I do think the Packers are going to be able to run the ball and control the clock a little bit more. Aaron Rodgers does his thing, and then they cover this number. If he's playing though. The dynamic comes a little bit more interesting for me. Yep. So I think, yeah, I'm gonna wait. I I roll backers. I just I have a hard time. I have a hard time picking against Aaron Rodgers while playing the Bears. It's just it's hard. But the number is becoming more and more attractive towards the Bears. If it continues to to climb here, you know, we get to the six range. I might consider the pack or the Bears because it's it is just generally such a close series. Um, but it's yeah. It, it's a trap. I know it's a trap. My brain's saying it's a trap, but I, I I'm gonna avoid it and I I'm gonna go Packers. I'm grabbing. I'm going for their cheese. <laughs> Do it. All right, Chiefs football team. Man, is is the football team having themselves a week? <laughs> um, oh yeah, things are not great from an organizational standpoint. By the way, did I'm a, I'm I know you saw this, but uh-huh. what are your feelings on the retiring of uh, Sean Taylor's jersey? Just 
a three-day well, notice. I feel like this timing's very convenient. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, at the same time, the team today announced Coldplay's coming to the stadium eight months from now. Interesting. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, it, it's not a good look. I mean, obviously, it's awesome because Sean Taylor's yeah. number should be retired. This is this is overdue. Um, but the timing on it is just kind of scummy in a ways. It's just... It's dirty, just, it feels like. Yeah, it's dirty. It's just... it's. A continuance of terrible PR moves by this team. Um, we just we have a new president, Jason Wright, who I like. He seems to, I love the way he speaks and everything, and he's awesome. But I just wonder, you know, like, how do you do that? And I'm not blaming him. It might be a Dan thing. Like Dan may have said, you know, let's do it now. But then I also saw Ryan Clark said he's known about it since last month. So I don't know. Um, either way, letting the fans know three days before is kind of shitty it um, sucks like if you pan yeah. to the crowd during any game you still see sean taylor jerseys like he is oh, one yeah. of the most beloved players in the history of the organization um this should have been done a long time ago and like time ago. my thing is like if you knew for months why did you not and like the timing of this just it, it kind of sucks because it makes it feel like instead of having this be an honorable moment for a truly beloved player who mm-hmm. died tragically you're, it feels like you're using this as a cover-up for some really bad news that's coming through the pipeline these past couple weeks, and that kind of sucks because of the player. I mean, it's never a good thing, but especially with Sean Taylor uh, and what he means to the fans. And if we're being like honest about it, most fans have to travel for these games. Like this, exactly. the, the stadium is not convenient. People have to plan this out. So to give them three days, it's just another like, God, you guys are the worst organization ever. It's just <laughs> horribly run. And it's just like, we are currently dead last in attendance so far this season. I don't know. Maybe announce it a little earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that like, might help. And there's um, tons of people who'd want to go just for that. Almost like that, you know, that would not be going to a football game regardless, but like would go for that. Yeah completely agree um, but yeah as far as the game goes yeah let's, um, let's talk a little game here lines yeah, at six we'll and a half a over under 55 and a half yeah um so this will be a game i think it's gonna be super fucking high scoring smash that insane over <laughs> that they have just hammer it um neither one of these defenses is gonna stop each other um however i i think just i think the chiefs and our offense, our offense will find a way to throw up on itself more than Kansas City's offense will. Um, I know Kansas City in general struggles with covering, but I love Kansas City to cover this spread. I really do. Um, and I love the over. To me, this is this is a classic, like, 42 to 28 type game, possibly. Um, I just can't – both of these defenses are horrible. As bad as Washington's defense is, Kansas City's, especially in terms of pass defense, is actually worse. It's unbelievable. I don't know how that's possible. Um, but I, I just don't like my boys to be able to keep up with Mahomes, keep up with that offense. I could see just a random player going off. Like, I know, obviously, everyone expects it to be Tyree Kill, probably like 250 yards, whatever. He'll do his shit that he, <laughs> that he did last year. Did he do that against Tampa Bay? He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He, He'll do the he, same shit he against He absolutely us. flamed us in that game. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was absurd. <laughs> um, so I could see him doing the same type of thing. But then I could also see there being, like, some bizarre stat line for – I can't even remember the guy's – first name but he's actually a pretty good player but that that receiver pringle i could see him getting like two grabs for 89 yards and two touchdowns just something stupid our defense just we're so leaky and it, it's just it's really starting to crumble for this team i think it's i think it's going down really fast um heineke struggles against good defenses but i actually expect him to play pretty well this weekend i think he'll be okay um but i, I just don't think that we're going to be able to keep up with Mahomes. just i i i, I can't see it 
Yeah, this is a tough one um, because not tough one as far as like what I, I pick here. It was tough because I was hoping you would talk me out of the over because I was like, I love this over. Anytime oh, I love hammer it. every anytime I love an over, I'm like, shoot, I'm missing something here. But I honestly, I mean, it's insane how bad the Chiefs defense is, which we've talked about for a while now. I said it last week. It, you know, my, my brain connected the dots and it's still the right take. The Chiefs are the NFL version of Oklahoma. Like they are, they are a let's boat race teams and then hope our defense is like can play from a lead and not just give up some lead as our offense just takes off and storms all over the field. Like they are the NFL version of of Oklahoma, um, which is fine when you're beating up lower tier teams. But when you step up in classes, we saw with the Bills. That's why we made that bet last week. It paid off big for here. Um, it's a struggle fest, and it's I don't know how they're going to fix that right now. The Chiefs right now, this is a, a stat I saw, uh, or a, a point that Paul Hemskies, I really need to learn his last name because I feel like I give one of his stats away like every every week. Um, but he pointed out that the NFL's most prolific offense, the 2,000 Rams, they average seven yards a play. The Chiefs are allowing currently 7.1 yards per play. So crazy. it's insane. Insane. Um, they are terrible. Um, but then you look at the football team, and their defense is leaky as well. I mean, it's it's a bad situation, and, and the turnovers are a problem for the Chiefs. They have to clean that up. It's sort of like the tides, though, with the Chiefs. Like that's not going to stay forever. It comes and goes. You know, there's small attention to details they need to get kind of back on track with. Um, and Mahomes, maybe you know, let's let's cut some of the no look passes here, and you know, get back to the fundamentals. Um, but I'm with you. I just, I think, you know, the offense is going to be able to score for the the football team, and then the Chiefs are going to just march all over the field. Um, yes. it, it, it's hard for me not to pick to pick on the over here at 55 and a half. It's it's just a hard it's a hard thing to to turn away from. Yep. And and by the way, just to also point on you know a, a in the favor of the over again. Top two teams in the NFL who have the highest percentage of offensive drives finishing a score against their defense, Chiefs and the football team. Both team, over 50% of offensive drives finish in some type of score. That is insane. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> if, you, if you can find in your book, uh, will the Chiefs score in their opening drive? Yes. <laughs> Say yes. Believe me. Say yes. <laughs> Say yes to that. Um, yes. All righty. Let's move. Unless you have anything else, I, I don't want to. No, no, uh, perfect. No. I feel like we got that one covered. Um, yeah. It's the Vikings Panthers. Poor Vikings fans. Um, <laughs> this is a team that when you watch, it is like who's showing up and who's not today. Like who's showing up to the ants and who's not? Because either the offense shows up or it doesn't. The defense shows up or it doesn't. Special teams does or it doesn't. Like every week, it's a Russian roulette of like which team is going to kill us uh, or which part of this team is going to kill us, and the other parts will show up. And then on the Panthers side, you know, we're starting to see their true colors. I think Sam Darnold's coming down a little bit here. We're starting to see, okay, what Sam Darnold truly is, which is a slightly better version of the Jets than when he was on the Jets, but also not this just Storm and Norman dude we saw in the first half of the season here, just lighting it up. Um, the numbers at two, no hook currently at the book I'm looking at, over-unders 45.5. What are your kind of thoughts leading into this game? This is a game I I hate. Um Yeah. <laughs> I hate it because I think the Panthers so far are being a little overvalued and they're just not quite as good as maybe their record indicates. And I hate it because the Vikings, I think, maybe aren't quite as bad as their record indicates. But you nailed it. Um, the Vikings literally, the, the entire Kirk Cousins experience has been 
they're either like the best team in the NFL or they're just like the most dead in the water team in, in, in the NFL. I, I don't <laughs> get it. It's so weird to me. Um, they've had a pretty tough schedule so far. Yes. Um, they, yeah, they've had a rough slate of games. But then, I mean, they go and they barely beat the Lions. So I'm just like, maybe they're not that good. It's 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 really tough for me. I can see Kirk struggling against this Carolina defense because I do actually think this Carolina defense is pretty good. Yeah. They played well. They played well for a good portion of the Dallas game. Um, what did they give up? Like 19 or 20 points against Philly. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, and that's including, you know, Darnold throwing three picks, I think. So, yeah, that's something important to note, you know, given the defense short fields. I, I really hate this game. I, I don't know if I'll bet it, honestly. Um, my gut tells me to, like, pick the Panthers, but, like, my, my mind tells me, like, the Vikings should win this game. Um, that's about all I have on it, bro. I, I don't know. <laughs> this is a tough game. It is I a tough game. You talk about it. Um, it's a tough game because it is. It's the highs and lows of the Vikings. I mean, it's you yeah. partying your ass off, having a great Friday night, and then Saturday rolls around and you're dead. Um, like that, you don't know which version you're going to get. Like it's highs and lows. Um, this team makes you want to vomit, and this team makes you want to take out a future on their Super Bowl chances. Like it's just. It's insanity, um, the inconsistency really there. Like, I just, I don't understand it. I, I literally cannot, when I watch this game, understand why there can't be more consistency. Like, I need to figure, I said this a couple weeks ago, whoever put a curse on the Vikings, can you please remove that and put that on the New York Giants and make sure that they ne- like they have these woes, like they have highs and woes that just break the spirit of their owner for that stupid taunting rule um, in Mara. Like, unbelievable. But yeah, it's... I love the Panthers' defense. It's actually getting to a point when they get Gilmore going. Um, I think, did we, I forgot to look up if Horn, when he's coming back, um, or if he's coming back, I should say. Um, I think he is. But, like, this is a team that I am slightly worried about for when my Bucks play them just because of how ferocious this defense is. Um, yeah, he's out two to three months with broken foot. Okay. I knew he was coming back at some point, but there we go. All right. Um, but, yeah, the, the defense is very, like, they're good. Um the offense gives me some concern. I think we're getting Christian McCaffrey back for this one, though, which is nice. It, like, my brain, I'm having the same issue. Like, I look at this, and I instinctively want to go Vikings. And I know there's some sharp money that has come come in on the Vikings. You know, we're seeing the juice kind of move against our favor here. But, man, is it hard when you have special team woes week in and week Or not necessarily week in and week out, but, like, it's just like, which week? Let's spin the wheel and see which week we're going to have a, a special team blunder. Let's spin the wheel and figure out which Kirk we're going to get. Are we going to get Captain Kirk or are we going to get Bum Kirk? Um, is Dalvin hurt or not? Yeah. It's like, is Dalvin's hamstring, you know, just going to call it a day and, and call it early and go out for a smoke? Or is it going to, you know, show up and play? Like, what are we doing here? So, yeah, it's, it's a game I'm completely – I think I'm going to stay away from. It might because I just – I'm a sucker for some of these games. Find my way in the car and I'll go Vikings. This is sort of like, I'll take that. But yeah, it's the Panthers are good. I mean, they're good defense and their offense is like, it, if you can just limit the turnovers by Sam Darnold, you've got yourself a recipe for success in the in the Panthers. Yep. All right, Chargers Ravens. This is a game. There's a couple games that I'm I'm very excited for. This is one of them because this is going to prove right or wrong a lot of people on a lot of different takes, including myself. The line's at three, over-unders 52.5. I don't know if you saw um, Stanley's presser about the Gruden situation and just just running the ball. And like Every time this man speaks, I feel like he just nails whatever question he's being asked. He's one of the young, brilliant coaches in the league. Everybody wants to crown him, though. 
there is one aspect of his game that is very concerning, and I think it, it comes into play. It worked out last week, which is fine. But he very much says, screw it, we're not adjusting anything on defense, and this is a defense that just gets gashed by the runs. And you saw it with Cleveland last week. They didn't try to load the box. They didn't change anything philosophy-wise. And then they've got a a Ravens team coming in this week. I would assume they're going to keep it the same. They're going to roll out heavy DB formations. They're going to do the bend-don't-break, kind of play the shell defense, dare you to run it on them, dare for Lamar to be fantastic. And it's worked out fine for the most part, and the Ravens run isn't as productive as it used to be, but this is a spot where like we could see traditional Ravens just running it up and Lamar just, and while they dare him to throw, making some crazy plays as he does because he is godlike. This is Lamar Jackson's NFL at this point. It's his league. Everybody can sit down. <laughs> yeah, they can. Honestly, I've been talking about Kyler. No more. Back to Lamar. No. <laughs> Lamar is unreal, dude. I, 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 he is their, he's their quarterback. He's their running back. He is incredible. He's I mean, their he offense. More, yeah, I, I'm sure you saw the study. He has more yards than like 12 teams in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's absurd. Um, yeah, he is their offense. He keeps it moving. Um, it's unbelievable. However, with this game, the one thing I'll say about the Ravens um, is just their season has been very, like, insanely dramatic. Uh <laughs> On the field, not you know, not off the field, not like Washington type stuff, but just right. on the field has been very dramatic, just very roller coaster type, like just heart beating out of your chest type games. Yep. Because the Chargers have just been a little bit more steady, a little more dominant, a little more kicking the shit out of teams. Um, yeah. So for this game, personally, I I think I'm gonna take the Chargers. This is kind of a money line situation that I can't pass up. I like them to, to honestly go in there and win this game. I just think the Ravens have had too many squeakers this season where it's just so close and things have had to go their way. I think they're a good team. I think they'll probably win that. I don't know. We'll see about the division. That's kind of up for grabs right now. Yeah. Um, but I like the Chargers to go in there and kind of win this game. Both of their defenses struggle. Um, they're both very high-powered offenses. Uh, LA has shown they can at least get to the quarterback somewhat. Um, but I, I like the Chargers to show up probably – win this game i know there's always concern it's in baltimore correct yeah it's at yeah yeah, yeah yeah um there's always concern about them flying over and all that but they i mean they did it to washington and i mean i know washington sucks but they had no problem winning that game flying over at a one at a, at a 1 p.m game so i like them to win this game yeah the, the chargers are also traditionally a team that plays better on the road than at home i mean they don't really have a home field yeah, advantage um, so it's not saying much um but yeah this is a game that proves a lot because as a lot of people have pointed out and something that you know, is easy to notice. The Chargers, even though they have a ton of offensive success, and if you look at the box score, you would think, wow, they're putting up a ton of points and yards. They find themselves in some really terrible third down situations, and then Justin Herbert just kind of bails them out um, by making some incredible plays. And his, his into his skill players' credits, they win their individual matchups and do what they need to do, and then he executes and gets them the ball. Um, this is a situation, though, if you do, if you cannot be good on early downs, the Baltimore Ravens are phenomenal on third down. You look at all their key statistics on third down, they are fantastic in that area. They like to blitz you. Um, the problem that I'm having here in choosing the the Ravens is when I look at individual matchups, it's a head-scratcher as to how the Ravens are going to win. Because if you flip the ball, like, Humphreys is phenomenal. We know that. He is a phenomenal corner. But he can only guard one guy. And so then it becomes a question of, like, if he takes out, say he takes out Mike Williams from the game or he's on him, you know, 
nobody's good enough to cover Keenan Allen in this back end secondary. Who like who is taking that position? Who is going to win the individual battles and in, in, and get you know guard Cook and Eckler out of the backfield and like the the just ability to do that? And then you flip the side, you know. The Ravens have a problem here because Mark Andrews and their skill players have to win individual battles. And I don't know if they can do that because, as we know, Darwin James is sort of like the tight end kryptonite. And he can basically cover any tight end in this league and pretty much minimize them. And then you have a question of, like, Marquise Brown. Hollywood has earned his name back. But, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. is phenomenal. Like, there are just individual matchups that I have a hard time giving the advantage to the Ravens. And for that reason, I don't... I, I, I've i been backing the Chargers a ton this season. I'm very heavy on the Chargers. I like the Chargers. I, I'm going to pick, I'm going the three points here because at the end of the day, the Ravens play close games. They don't really blow anybody out. And I just think the upside is too high on the Chargers. Yep, very true. All right, Bengals-Lions. I'm actually going to this game. I, I'm a sucker for just pain and, and just misery. I'm sorry, Tim, if you're listening to this. I got an invite to head up to Detroit this weekend to watch the game. Tim, who does the college show, had an extra ticket. I said, yeah, why not? It's only like a four-hour drive. We'll go up Saturday, watch some football, be there for this game. This is Zach Taylor is handy, is kneecapping the heck out of this Bengals team. This Bengals team should be so much better than what they are. This is a ferocious team. They are built for speed on offense, and he continues to be super conservative. I don't know how you get to the end of the game and decide on third and five you know what the good idea is here? Let's take our backup running back and run the ball to set up our kicker to kick what? Like a 56-yarder, rookie kicker too, by the way, who has a leg, like has a leg to get there, but let's put all the pressure on him instead of using our franchise quarterback and receiving core that is fantastic to try to pick up a couple yards here, extra yards, who has been doing so against the Packers who are down their best corner and try to make it an easier field goal. Like, And that's just one example of many examples in which Zach Taylor just absolutely handicaps the heck out of this team and their ceiling is not going to be truly realized until they get rid of this man like I am just over the Zach Taylor I think he's like one in 11 two on the road he's just a disaster um this team should be so much better now that I've gone on that nice lovely rant um like I'd be hiring Joe Brady like tomorrow or Brian Dable or like any other competent offensive coordinator like and and the other thing too is like it's not entirely Zach Taylor's fault like he was he shouldn't have never gotten this job like he had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay and the Bengals were like Boom, that's our guy. Um, like, he he never really, like, he was never an OC. He didn't have, like, great experience. Like, he just got put into a position too early. Um, but in the NFL, you can't waste talent in windows, and you have an incredibly talented roster, a defense that's playing pretty good, an offense that is built for speed, that's built to be efficient through the pass, and you're just playing way too conservatively. And maybe that's his brain just broken, because last year he knows he got Joe Burrow killed. But, like, it's just, it's a, it's a bad situation. And the Bengals are good, but it's just, like, they could be so much better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can't go out coaching scared like that. You got to have some trust in your your Scared franchise money don't make money. <laughs> exactly. Have some trust in your franchise quarterback who's played very well. Your receiving core, I mean, is playing really well. Um, yeah. They're surprising people, in my opinion. So, yeah, go out there and throw the ball and get a first down and make it easier on your rookie kicker who is an idiot and thought he made the kick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is an all-time just, like, has to be the worst, like, heart into your ball sack type of drop. Oh, moment. yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That, that's a bad that's a bad moment for sure yeah um, but yeah for the game i mean as long as like you said zach taylor doesn't do anything too stupid i i, I pretty confidently like 
I like since it go in there and cover this. I hate that fucking hook though. The hook sucks. Yep. Um, part of my language today has been poor. Yeah, I was um, just gonna say sorry to my grandmother who's now listening to this show and just hard to the ball sack language. I was like, man, that was that was a little off there. I don't I don't yeah, need that. Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been I've been dropping them today. I apologize. Anyways, <laughs> um, I don't like I don't like the hook at all. But I, I just the lines. As much as I love the feistiness in this team, they are a little feisty. At the end of the day, they're defense is ranked pretty poorly and their offense is also ranked pretty poorly. They are who they are. They're not a very good team. Um, so, and as much as, you know, we, we give the Bengals crap. I actually, I mean, this team is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. they have reason to be excited and I'm very jealous. Um, so I, I just like them to go in here and hopefully take care of business against a pretty poor Detroit team. It'd be a, it'd be a bad, uh, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but it'd be a bad loss here um, if they went up there and just kind of shit the bed. I agree. Uh, and this is one of those situations where the Lions just, I mean, they have no fight against the pass attack on defense. Like, this is a this is a team that has a lot of fight in it, that plays hard and plays to the whistle, that believes in Dan Campbell and what they're trying to do. But, like, at the end of the day, they're giving up 8.6 net yards per pass attempt. That's third worst in the NFL. Like, this is a team that just gets gashed on defense. And then on offense, yep. you have Jared... Goff, who is just can't really push the ball down the field, like seems like a nice guy, but at the end of the day, he just yeah, he can't do much as far as pushing the ball down the field. Like Sean McVay got as much blood from that stone as you're going to get, and it's still you know we saw what his ceiling was. Um, and so this is a situation where yeah, I like the Bengals here. I, I just am not a Zach Taylor fan. I, I think he's ruining a very good product that people should be excited for. People in the city are excited for. It's just like, man, what this could potentially be if the coaching situation was a little bit better and the play calling was a little bit better. I hate, hate chicken shit football. Um, and it's just, it, it pisses me off. You see it all the time in college. We're seeing it now in the NFL. There's just so many guys that get paid millions and millions of dollars to just make terrible decisions. Um, so true. Like, it's just insanity. Um, and it's like pretty obvious stuff. Like there are some where you're like, all right, you know, let's, let's calm down, you know, stat nerds. And like, let's, we're playing a game of football. Like you got to have a little bit of that gut feeling versus analytics, but there's also times where just like a 12 year old playing Madden knows like you don't, you don't go, you don't do what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I, I like the Bengals here to cover. I, I don't like the hook, but I like I just I have a hard time picking the Lions who are feisty, but at the same time just get gashed defensively. I think oh, yeah. the, and the Bengals and Joe Burrow will be able to take advantage of that. Rams, Giants, I don't have a ton on this game. I <laughs> the number is at ten. It was at nine and a half last night. It's on the move a little bit. It, it, it's climbing, so there's starting to be a little value at ten, but I just the Giants are down bad. We're getting the Mike Lennon game. Went to our alma mater high school. Um, yep, we have love for him, but let's be let's be honest here. Yeah, let's be honest about what we're getting. The wide receiving core is down bad. There's some injuries there. They're banged up. I I just don't see how the Giants score here. You know, Barkley's down. I don't see how the Giants score here, and I don't see how they prevent one of the more proficient offenses in the NFL from not scoring. So the ten number, honestly, like I loved it at nine and a half last night. I still kind of like it at yeah. ten. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of like it at ten as well. It's not, it's not a ten that generally like scares me off. It's just, it's like you said, the Giants—they're hurt. Um, I mean, they're bringing in Mike Glennon, who honestly, I mean, he doesn't have the mobility that Daniel Jones has, but he might be able to kind of sling it similar to Daniel Jones. But I yeah. mean, I'm not. But anyways, I mean, Daniel Jones is better than Mike Glennon. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and you know, Saquon's not playing, so yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with Kadarius Tony. I'm actually kind of curious to see, you know, how he continues because he. That's you know he has some growing up to do it appears, uh, but he is a <laughs> hell of a player. My 
goodness, he's a hell of a player. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd like the Rams just to kind of, kind of roll them. I'm with you. I, I don't have a ton on this game. Like I saw it on the board and I was like, I don't really need to look into this. The situation, <laughs> yeah. the injury situation sort of makes the pick for me here because I just don't see how they compete with the Rams who are one of the better teams of the NFL. And just, you look at every key metric and every key stat and it's just like, I don't know how you stop this offense and I don't know how you score and like keep like, especially if you're playing from behind and you have to push the ball, like Mike Glennon's good for some like really nice throws every once in a while. Right. But it's tough when you don't have weapons like at all. So, yeah. yeah, it's a problem. All right, Cardinals-Browns. This game, I am very excited. We've got some good games to close out the weekend here. This is one of them. I do have a bet in this game. This is a tough one. Once again, injuries are sort of making this pick, I think, for me here. And just the pure inability for the Cardinals to stop the rush. I mean, they have yeah. zero fight. Yeah. You're going to probably be out it's looking you're going to be without your best pass rusher in Jan- uh, Jones um, which if you don't put pressure on Baker his ceiling is so high I mean his numbers I mean his when you look at his statistics versus pressure and not pressure it's like oh man I don't know how you just don't all out blitz him all the time um, but this is a team that can control the ball through the run Kyler is banged up as well. I would assume that means he's probably not going to be as willing to take off as much because it is a shoulder injury. He did pop up on the injury report. He is going to play, though, it looks like. The numbers at three and a half, over under 49. I clearly like the Browns. You can see that's where the way I'm going. What are your thoughts going into this one? Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I really do like this Cardinals team. I've kind of been piping them up on the podcast, especially recently. Um, But I'm, I'm with you. Just it being in the dog pound. Arizona's inability to stop the run, dude. I mean, Cleveland already is just incredible at running the football. And, you know, you're telling me now that Arizona can't stop the run. That's, you know, that's extremely concerning. They're Um, giving up the second most rushing yards per attempt at 5.4. And keep in mind, this is a bad weather game, it looks like. Now, weather changes, you know, by the minute. But, like, it's it's expected to be high winds and potential rain. Yeah, for a team that plays in Arizona in a dome. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, this this game kind of has Cleveland written all over it. Um, and I know these are two very good offenses that are capable of putting up a lot of points, but, you know, you combine, you know, Cleveland controlling the ball, rushing the football a lot, and then you just mentioned weather as well. I I, I don't hate under 49. I don't I hate unders, but all those factors, I, I, I do kind of like the under in the, in the game as well. Um, but yeah, I like Cleveland to cover here. If both teams were healthy and say they were to meet, like, and say they meet in the Super Bowl, maybe I'd feel a little differently. Yep. Um, but just there's a lot of factors right now that just, in my opinion, really, really points to Cleveland kind of covering in this game. Yeah, and I, I do have concerns about Kyler Murray. It is a soldier injury, so it's it is mm-hmm. it's a business decision at this point. You're still early in the season. There is no reason to be taking off and taking hits. Like I do think while. You know, there is that nature, especially for him, who is so damn quick. I mean, the quick twitch muscles on this man are off the charts. Um, But I do think that if that part of his game is not available, a more limited Kyler Murray is not the Kyler Murray you want in this spot with an offense that is going to be able to run the ball in Cleveland. They're going to be able to put up some points, and you're going to probably have to, you know, sling it, and having that ability to run is a huge part of that game. Um, Not to say that he can't sling it and, and pass, as we've all seen, but removing that potential dynamic makes that a, t- a worrisome pick. And then you flip the side, Jones not being there is big because what is that pressure going to look like? The Cardinals already struggle to get pressure and you're removing your best weapon for that. It's concerning. So yeah, I, I go um, Browns here um, and, and I like that pick, especially with the bad weather. It just, the under, I hate petting unders. I'm with you on that, but it is, it's something that's enticing. I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger on that, but it is something to be looking at if you're, if you're an under person. Mm -hmm. 
Raiders Broncos minus three and a half over under 44 and a half. Man, did the Broncos have a bad loss last week. I mean, both teams just kind of bad losses. Raiders obviously have a ton going on now. We have an interim coach. John Gruden is, I would assume, never going to be back in the NFL. Um, that are some in, there are some you know that makes it hard to handicap the game like what type of, of energy are the Raiders going to bring in the Broncos terrible game at the end but or a terrible game but they looked better towards the end Teddy Bridgewater kind of came back and had some life to him at the end of the game the defense was not great I don't love this game betting wise but what are your think thoughts on on just for the listeners who who maybe have an interesting stake in this game <laughs> yeah I mean like you I kind of agree with you I I don't love this game at all there's just <laughs> what's going on in Vegas right now. I mean, who knows what the hell they're going to do They're, You know, last week was a, a nightmare for them against Chicago. Um, kind of lead. I'm leaning towards Denver. Um, I, I think, I know they don't get Jerry Judy back, but he's, he should be back kind of soon, but yep. um, he's not coming back yet. But um, I would imagine their defense can kind of have somewhat of a bounce back game against Vegas. Um, I think Vegas, like I like we both kind of mentioned a couple weeks ago, eventually they're going to start coming back to life, and they 100% have. I think things are about to get very ugly for them. There's their November, I believe, is ridiculously difficult <laughs> yes. uh, schedule wise. <laughs> um, so yeah, this I I think that they're going to continue to kind of fall. So I would take Denver to cover. I I don't like it because <laughs> I just don't like. Denver, I don't always trust Denver and their ability to score points. Yep. Um, so that that is concerning. But I mean, I probably will stay away from this game. But if I had to, I, I'd lean Denver. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm staying away from it. I we both called this perfectly with the the Raiders. It, their offense was heavy Waller based because why wouldn't it be? He's an f- absolute monster. But defenses have realized if you take him out they don't have a ton to really beat you with. I mean, Ruggs shows up every once in a while. Like, you know, he has a moment in the game where like, oh shit, there's Ruggs again. Um, But like, he's not consistent play to play. Um, Their weapons are not winning their individual matchups play to play. There's not a ton of consistency there. They have come back to life. I don't, I don't have a great feel for their defense yet, but it's not something where I'm, I'm writing home about. Um, In the Broncos, I like, Teddy Two Gloves covers is, has been a, a very profitable machine for, I think, both of us, definitely for mm-hmm. me. Um, they do struggle to have points, but it's in mile high. It's a home game. The defense looked bad, but we know with Vic Fangio defenses, you cannot take a bad week of defense and roll it into the next week. They usually clean it up week to week. Maybe you find another wrinkle or two, but this is a game where I think Vic Fangio and that defense kind of comes back to life a little bit, comes back to their normal self. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm not betting it. I, I'm not going to put a stake in it, but I would, I would say Broncos would be my pick if you put a gun to my head yeah, and, said, and pick a side. Vegas <laughs> cannot run the ball. Josh Jacobs has not seen no. one hole all season. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> no, no, he has not. <laughs> um, alrighty. Cowboys Patriots, my uh, plus three and a half for the Patriots over under is 51 and a half. I need to make sure that line hasn't moved because I think it was on the move when I looked at it earlier today. Nope. It's still a three and a half, at least on the book yeah, I'm looking I got, at. I got three and a half. This game, I it's a game that's giving me a little fits because my brain goes, damn, is the Cowboys offense good? And that defense is playing with some heart and soul right now. They're giving effort, so that automatically makes them a little bit better. Patriots, I don't know what that offense looks like week to week. I mean, it's, you know, one week it looks competent. The next week you're like, hmm, maybe it isn't next man up. Maybe it's, you know, having the greatest quarterback of all time makes that next man up philosophy a work, like an actual thing. Um, And the defense you know, get gashed by David Mills. They're kind of, they're also week to week to a point. This is a weird one for me. It's in Foxborough. I just, 
I can't make heads and tails. My gut says Cowboys at three and a half, but I don't love it. It's a weird game to me. Um, I agree, it's, but I just can't see New England's offense just keeping up with the Dallas offense. I really can't. Yep. I mean, Dallas in the last three has scored 41, 36, and 44. I, I just can't see Mac Jones being able to keep up, keep up with that. Um, Mac Jones has had some moments. He's definitely the best rookie quarterback right now. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, unless, I'm, unless I'm spacing on someone. I don't think I am, am I? No. No, I mean, it's got to be Mac Jones. Anyways, I would agree, um, yeah. Yeah, but I just I can't see him keeping up here uh, in this game. Um, I know Dallas going up to Foxborough is kind of a, a trek, and playing up there is a little different than playing in a lot of places. But just the Patriots, as we've mentioned, they're just not really the Patriots of the old. Um, I, I, I can't see New England keeping this game very close. Unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say, I actually think Dallas is pretty damn good this year. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. And it's something we yeah. said. For those that are new, I was very, very negative on the Cowboys coming into this season. Mm-hmm. They have definitely proved me wrong. My take, though, on the coaching staff, I am not ready to backtrack on. I still think Mike McCarthy is going to find a way to tie his shoelaces together and trip over himself. So, like, at some point that's coming, I think. Maybe not. I would... I don't actually I would not say that. I do not want to be wrong on that take. I want to be right on that take, but that is a take I might be wrong on. This team is fantastic. The offense is killing it. Dak is looking phenomenal. They're very efficient. Defensively, they've improved. It's still not great, but it is an improvement. It's a trend in the right direction. They've actually got it going way more, way earlier than I thought. I thought the Dan Quinn defense was not going to be very good. I thought it would take a while to even get to a, a somewhat firm place, but they're playing with a lot of energy and and they're doing well. The Patriots cannot play from behind. They just they can't. I know Mac Jones had a great game against the Bucks, but like it, it's just not a game. If we're putting up points, you can play from behind. I go Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, two more games. Seattle Steelers. This game looked a hell of a lot better before Russell Wilson got hurt. Geno Smith is in. Steelers are the favorite minus five and a half. Over under forty two and a half. What are we thinking here? I I, I honestly. So here's my thought initially. <laughs> Russell Wilson is clearly the better production player. There's a point of me, though, that thinks that Gino will play better into the system. Like, he's not going to look to extend plays. Now, that could be better or worse. We're going to find out. We are really going to find out just how much Russell Wilson is to this team. I think it is a hell of a lot of worth. Yeah. But this team is trying to be very conservative. Russell is not a very conservative quarterback. He wants to push the ball down the field. He wants to hold on to longer. So this ball might be getting out quick. Where do you see this kind of game going and, and thoughts on it? It just sucks that this is the Sunday night game. <laughs> it sucks. Even if Russell was playing, this game would kind of suck. Yeah. Um, but I agree. We're going to see like a really different Seattle team. I think we're going to see just handoff after handoff after handoff. Um, Carson's is back, so that's probably yeah. most, very likely. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a lot of Carson, a lot of middle Alex Collins mixed in, mixed in there as well. Um, I think they're going to just try to kind of play a conservative game, not let Gino, you know, throw the ball away, you know, throw the game away. I actually kind of like Seattle at least to cover. I, I don't I don't know if I love them to 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 win, um, but five and a half just against a Big Ben led offense. I just I, I have faith in Seattle to actually be able to at least keep it somewhat close. Um, you know, Big Ben they, they lost Juju, who was probably never going to play for the Steelers again. I don't see nope. why Juju <laughs> want to go back there. Uh, I would say so. that's uh, the last you'll see Juju in a Steelers yeah. uniform. Yeah. yeah, he'll be gone. Um, <laughs> he wants someone to throw him the ball. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Seattle, even though this game just is terrible. But I like Seattle at least to be able to keep it within, you know, three to four, three to five points. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And 
it's a lot to the point I was saying. I think Gino, we saw his ability. He drove down the field 99 yards just fine and then turned right around and threw a terrible pick. So, like, there's there's a mixed bag, but I do think he plays within the system that they're trying to run in Seattle. I don't, you know, it's a lot of short intermediary stuff. He's got good weapons that I think can win individually. The Steelers' defense is not as good as advertised. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Like, Let's back that up. I am not trying to say that this is a bad defense, but it is not as good as some people make it out to be. People make the Steelers' defense out to be some mammoth defense, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just not. There are there are holes there. I think Seattle has, especially with Lockett and DJ Metcalf, has the ability to take advantage of that at times. Um, in the number at five and a half, I do see value in the Seahawks. I personally will not probably be betting this game unless things go really bad on Sunday but like it is like that's always a possibility um you know gamble responsibly but you know that is that's sometimes a possibility on Sunday nights with this um but yeah I'm with you I see the value in the Seahawks I think just because I I still can't in my right good conscious mind pick the Steelers who's until last week offense has looked horrendous um so to say the least. yeah yeah all right last game a fun game, I would say, but a game in which I also like, I think I like a side. I, I haven't made my, my mind up just yet. Maybe I'll make it on this pod. The number's five and a half. Over under is at 54 and a half. We are talking Bills, Titans. The Bills are just an absolute wagon of a team. I don't know if this stat is still true because I, I didn't go back and look last week. But going into last week, the, the Bills were the only team in the NFL who had not allowed a 20-plus yard reception on the season insane what (laughs) yeah i don't know if that happened last week i think it did but i can't remember that's crazy but going into that chiefs game had not watched my team give up like nine a game (laughs) it's insane this team is a wagon and then you're getting the titans who are very i mean they can be good on offense they can be bad they can be absolutely horrendous on defense they can be okay on defense sometimes it's it's an interesting spot to be in what are your thoughts going into this monday night game i mean you nailed it the the bills are just i don't know i mean they're a juggernaut they're unbelievable (laughs) they're so good josh allen's first touchdown pass to emmanuel sanders was just such a just like such a rocket and such a bullet for like 35 yards but it looked like he didn't even try to throw it i mean i don't know if you thought this obviously patrick mahomes is better than josh allen but you know, watching them go back and forth, which we've seen before, um, but just the way the ball comes out of both their hands, Josh Allen's actually comes out, I think, in like a more ridiculous, more like non-human way. Um, I'd agree. Which is crazy because Mahomes is obviously, you know, not human as well. Dude, um, he slings it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, he just slings it. Um, but yeah, for this game, just them coming back again in prime time, this team is hot. Um, I-, I like them to cover here. Um you just don't know what you're going to get out of the Titans and the Bills. I mean, I think they're the number one defense in the league. Yeah, and, they're up there. Uh, as far as, I think, yards per game, I think they're the number one defense. I'm pretty sure you're um, right on that. And their offense is just insane. So I love the Bills to cover here. Um, I could be wrong, by the way, on that stat I just gave. No, I hope I'm not. <laughs> but you're in the right ballpark team. for sure, no matter what. But, yeah. Yeah, this team is on Yeah, they've given up the like least them, amount of I yards. I like them to cover here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're giving up. They've given up the most, least amount of yards so far in the NFL, and they give up the least amount of yards per play. You are right. Four point three yards per play. Pretty damn yeah. good. Um, do you put any stock? Because I know you know, 
as the gambling world expands and more more people weigh in, a lot of people you see this in college all the time, and it wholeheartedly holds true when we're talking about eighteen to 20, 20 year olds. The NFL is a little different. Do you put any stock in that was sort of their Super Bowl? They're in a letdown spot emotionally for this game, as I rip my um, earbud out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can understand that, but. I, I think Sean McDermott's a really good coach. I don't think he will allow that. Um, I agree. I think this, yeah, I just think this team is very well run, super talented. Stefan Diggs isn't even like doing anything. <laughs> I mean, Knox has been a huge insane. come on this year, and we have yeah. not really seen Diggs explode yet. Like, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a great point. Like, one of their best offensive weapons they haven't even really had to go to yet. <laughs> no, it's crazy. He was like the best wide receiver in the NFL last year. I, it's absurd. Yeah, that's a that's a very very good point. Like, I don't feel like we're talking about that enough. Like, they don't have to just like force it to him because they have so much going on efficiently on offense. It's yeah. insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're an absolute wagon. I I don't put stock into that necessarily here. I think if it was another team, maybe. But like the Bills are just they're a well run, and you could from the moment Sean McDermott stepped off the plane and was the Bills head coach, that organization turned and they are buttoned up and professional. And while, yes, I do think there's a little bit of an emotional drainage from that type of game, I don't think it was a ton because at no point were you really like, I got to sweat this. The only point sweating it was like with that terrible long delay, like, oh God, are they going to be slow coming out? And then they were all right. Um, So I'm with you. I don't put a whole lot of stock into that. I like the Bills here. Um, They're just an absolute wagon that is rolling they honestly look like the best team in football right now, like yeah. top to bottom. It is. Agreed. It's nuts. Um, to be a, Which is awesome for the city of Buffalo. I love Buffalo fans. They deserve something good at this point. Um, but it's awesome to watch. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. So, yeah, you know what? I'm, screw it. We're going Bills. Uh, I'm rolling with the Bills. The pick Gotta is made the live. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Um, went through all the games. I, I would say my definitive bet so far, probably Jags over in your football game, Chargers, Bengals. Browns then we'll see if anything else makes it land on my card but those are the games that I will definitely be betting on my card um I think it was a we're getting to the point in the season where things are starting to get fun we're really starting to see where teams are at um and we're in we're in for a solid season right now the record too by the way just on my card for any new listeners we're 25 25 and 20 right now not too bad 56 percent well we like anything that's a positive number can't say yeah can't say anything can't say the same for college, but the NFL is keeping me afloat. It is a life raft in a, what has been a tumultuous college start to the season. Just a bloodbath. Um, really selling the college show. You should listen to it if you, if you don't currently listen to it, people. Trust me, it's good stuff, but it's been, it's been rough pickings, to say the least. Yeah. Um, anything else before we, uh, we f- wrap this up? I got nothing. Bet it all. Yeah, let's roll. It's going to be a good week. It was a heck of a football week last week. I think we're in for a good. There's some good games on this card, and we're ready to roll, so... That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening. As always, peace.